Welcome back to In the Moment. I'm Lori Walsh. If you're not familiar with On Call with a Prairie Duck, it's a program that explores and explains medical and health information in a world of swirling online advice. It's a chance to tune in and get the facts right here at home. Dr. Deb Johnson is one of the Prairie Duck Docs, and she joins us to uh, preview tonight's program about diabetes. Dr. Johnston, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, let's talk um, a little bit about the three-legged stool of diabetes. It's not just the sweets. Uh, who's on tonight's program? We have uh, Dr. Richard Crawford, who is an endocrinologist down in Sioux Falls, and Dr. John Palmer, who is an endocrinologist out in Rapid City. So we've got representation from uh, both sides of the state with two very skilled, expert, experienced physicians. I'm very excited to hear what they have to say. All right. It seems like uh, diabetes is something we all think we understand, but sometimes you don't understand until it hits home a little bit. So explain to us what exactly it is. So diabetes is a condition where your body, for whatever reason, is not able to use glucose effectively. And our bodies are really very much programmed to run on glucose, on sugar. So if I eat uh, a steak, my body will convert that into glucose, into sugar, in order for my cells to be able to use that for energy. Um, there are two main ways that people become diabetic. The way that usually affects children is the immune system attacking and destroying uh, the, the pancreas. So you don't have insulin. Uh, your body uses that insulin in order to, to get that glucose into the cells where it can be used. And the other way is far, far more common where a person becomes resistant to their insulin, and that is what we call type 2 diabetes or adult-onset diabetes. So that is often associated with uh, obesity and uh, inactivity and poor diet. All right. So uh, say three-legged stool is not just sweets. What are, uh, tell me a little bit about some of the things that feed into uh, the conversation tonight. So we're going to be talking about different treatment options for diabetes. There's a lot of different medications out there that particularly those type 2 diabetics can use, and there's been just a real explosion in the past 20 to 25 years in the tools that we have available to help people uh, keep their blood sugars under better control and thus reduce their risk of diabetes complications. Um, we are no doubt going to be talking in more detail about um, the differences between type 1 and type 2 diabetes and how they how they come about and what the differences are from the terms of um, what people have to think about and, and worry about. We're going to be talking about the other things that are so important in managing diabetes, which is uh, how you eat and how you move and how that all plays together with the medications that you're taking with the ultimate goal of keeping that blood sugar on target. Yeah. How do you um, know if you're at risk for diabetes, the type 2 adult onset? Are there signs that you that will, will send you to the doctor, warning signs that you should go and um, bring up with your physician? 
The classic symptoms that people uh, talk about and think about are being more thirsty than normal, unexplained weight loss, uh, urinating more frequently. When your blood sugar is too high, uh, your kidneys will help um, pull that sugar out, and as a consequence, you make more urine. So uh, we call it polydipsia, which means drinking a lot, and polyuria, urinating a lot. Increased hunger can be one sign, unexplained weight loss. Unfortunately, a lot of times, by the time somebody has these symptoms, um, their disease has really progressed. So we want to try to catch this before people actually develop any kind of symptoms. So uh, we will routinely screen people. A lot of people will find that they get their blood sugar checked when they participate in their employer-sponsored health fair or they come in for their physical. Certainly people that are overweight will want to do this. People who have uh, significant family history of diabetes will do this. And certainly once you get to a certain age, we'll start routinely screening people for diabetes too. So uh, hopefully it's something we catch just because we looked and not because you're having any symptoms for it. Can you reverse it, um, manage it to the point where it's not part of your life or once it sets in, is it pretty much just, well, from now on, uh, this is a chronic condition I'm going to have to deal with? You know, it is incredibly hard to reduce and undo diabetes. Um, you know, there are significant lifestyle contributions. It's not all lifestyle, but that's uh, a huge part of it. But for a lot of people, they just don't have that many changes that they can make in their diet and, and exercise. Um, either they're already doing a lot of things pretty close to quote-unquote right or it's just too hard. They just have too many other demands on their um, on their energy and on their time and on their resources, and they just can't make the severity of changes that need to be made. So this is why it's often really nice to identify people that are at increased risk for diabetes when smaller changes might might achieve our goals and either uh, keep us from going on to develop diabetes or make it so that we develop diabetes later in life rather later rather than sooner so we know that for example women who develop diabetes during their pregnancy are at increased risk for diabetes later in life people who have high blood pressure people who have that family history um, women who have uh, polycystic ovary syndrome metabolic syndrome those kinds of things put you at increased risk so those are people that that may get a very significant benefit from making those lifestyle changes. How good do we have to be when we talk about uh, taking care of our diets and stuff? Uh, you know, is it is it a drastically different from how most of it most of us eat? Well, I, think I mean, not really me, not me. People. I don't count <laughs> <laughs> as I as I have my glass of lemonade, uh, high sugar nearby. Uh, or, um, <laughs> but <laughs> how good do we have to be? Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I think that that is the reality, that none of us are perfect, and even people who eat perfectly in accordance with with how they understand that they should, uh, lots of fresh produce and no processed foods and everything else, you know, it, it, you can't outrun um, fate sometimes. So the closer you are to doing everything the way you should, the the better your odds are, but 
um, you can do everything absolutely 100% perfect and still develop problems. So, you know, just like anything else, I think um, you get most of your benefit from from the initial parts of your efforts. So uh, if you can get it right 80% of the time, I think you should be pretty dang proud of yourself because uh, most of us don't. Most of us uh, don't exercise five to seven times a week for 30 minutes the way we know we should. And most of us don't uh, have our seven to 11 fruits and vegetable servings a day. And most of us eat a little more uh, sugar and salt and fat than we know that we should. Um, As I just enjoyed a donut (laughs) with uh, one of my partners whose birthday was today. So I absolutely know that uh, if somebody else's birthday is tomorrow, I'll have another donut. And um, I know that that's not the, the best choice, but boy, is it the human choice. Right. So we are human my after take-home. all. <laughs> we are Quickly, human. Yep. My take-home message, do the best you can um, and keep on top of your screenings. <laughs> all right. On Call with the Prairie Doc Thursday nights, that's tonight, 7 Central, 6 Mountain on SDPB TV 1. You can also find them online at prairiedoc.org or search Prairie Doc on Facebook. Dr. Johnston, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me.